Hey mate, how are you? I am pumped because it's spring here in Australia and wedding season is well and truly in full swing. And that means meeting new and excited engaged couples and learning about their hopes and their plans and their fears and finding out what's new and what isn't and basically just spreading love and connection around like it's pollen. I'm also excited to share a recent review that Tumbles Frenchie 123 left for us on Apple Podcasts because it means so much. And I wanted you, Tumbles Frenchie 123, to know that I really appreciate the time it took and I'm stoked that you're getting so much value from what we're trying to do here. The title of the review is Tell It Like It Is. Ooh, ah, controversial. And they say, I just found this podcast, such great advice, amazing guests, and perfect questions from the host. I'm going to listen to all of them. Love the guest Nina from Wedded Kiss. So Nina was on episode 45, Why This Pro Wedding Makeup Artist Hates Before and After Photos. So, so good. She was amazing, so fucking upbeat, and had some serious pointers on how to feel like you deserve your moment to shine, because a lot of people don't. And if you haven't already, head back, have a listen to that. It'll make your day. And again, seriously, thank you, Tumbles Frenchie123, for your kind review. It keeps us going and it also lets us know what you're loving and what we can create more of. So it's super helpful for the development of the entire podcast as well. So now let's focus on today's no holds barred interview because if doctors are the worst patients, have you ever wondered? how a wedding planner goes with planning their own wedding. Hannah has been working in weddings for 15 years, but next year, the shoe's on the other foot and she's getting married herself. So I wanted to know, does her experience make her look at and plan her wedding in a different way? What's easy for her? What are the perks? And what is still a head fuck? And why? Oh my God, why? Will she be planting cooked meat in her garden the night before her wedding. We'll also delve into the four things that Hannah believes the guests of your wedding, your family and closest friends will really care about, remember, and possibly bitch about behind your back. Plus, make sure you listen until the end to hear our take on the Global Wedding Vendor Code and a message to those seemingly helpful but sometimes just pain in the ass wedding guests who might need to back off a bit. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridely is a community of pro wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hi, Hannah, and thanks for taking the time to chat with me. No worries at all. Hello. Hello. Love your accent. Ah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm super eager to hear your perspective on a couple of fronts, but before we get yeah. there, perhaps you could share who you are, what you do, where you're from. Cool. So I'm Hannah Rose. I'm from the UK. I'm actually particularly from um, an area called Norfolk, so I might have a slight farmer accent. <laughs> We're very much in the country. I'm a wedding planner and an event manager. I've been in the industry 
15 years. Um, I went to university and studied event management, went straight into the industry, never wanting to do weddings. But my first role was as an assistant to a wedding planner at a boutique venue. And I've never looked back. It's all I've ever done since. You got sucked in early, Hannah. Yeah, I did. I did. I've got a background in hotels, um, wedding venues, catering companies. And then I went self-employed, really good timing in January 2020. So um, yeah, that was great timing for me. (laughs) But you're still ticking along. Have won awards for your wedding planning as well. Yeah. And you do... See them (laughs) Oh, today. And you do like full service uh, wedding and event planning, but you also do on the day event management, wedding management. Yeah, exactly that. I'd say kind of 50% of my business is working directly for couples. So they'll come to me to yeah plan the whole wedding or plan parts of their wedding. So if they've already got a venue, they've got the caterer, they've got the photographer, they've then realized it's really hard work. So they come to me for the rest. Um, I do on the day management. So yeah, they plan it all themselves. And then I go in and manage the day. Quite often that's in you know, at home weddings that they're having in their, their gardens or a venue that's dry hire. And then I also, the other half of my business is I freelance for um, catering companies, venues. So they contact me to go in on the day and manage the wedding for them. So yeah, I do it, do a bit of a mix really. So you're the solution finder. You're the fixer. Yeah. There's a role in Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's a guy who comes and cleans up after all the murders. Yes. You're that person. Yeah. I'm there from the start for the supplies coming in until the end when we're cleaning up the sick. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Then that makes perfect sense. So 15-odd years of that and countless weddings, I'm certain. Tell us, what's your favourite part of a wedding? I would always say um, it's either the point where the bride walks down the aisle or groom nowadays. Um, I just, I love that moment. I always make sure I've got, I've got, I've got it down to a T. You know, I make sure the bridesmaids, one goes, once they get halfway down, the next one goes and I, and I time it and I tell them where they're going and I tell them what pace to walk. And then I wait till all the bridesmaids are down and then the bride enters for her big moment. I can't stand it when there's already a bridesmaid. There's still a bridesmaid on the aisle and then the bride enters because the photographer's then got a bridesmaid in the way. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm always prepping the person who's going to walk down the aisle, whoever that may be, and I'm telling them, like, you know, this person walks there and this person walks there, but you, you, my friend, you have a clear runway. You do not yeah. take off until that runway yeah. is clear. 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So important. And I love that moment when the bridesmaids are down and I always look at her and I say, just enjoy it, you know, take your time, soak it all in. And she always really looks at me and I, you know, I grab her arm and I'm like, enjoy it. And then I fluff her dress up and she goes. And that's probably one of my favorite moments. Other moments, you know, throughout the day, like I love the first dance. Yeah, there's a there's a few bits, but I'd say that that walking down the aisle really gets me. I've done over 500 weddings, and every time it's got me. So yeah, do you cry still at weddings, Hannah? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. 
especially speeches and stuff as well, I think can be really emotional. Little moments. I had a bride a few weeks ago. Her sister got married during COVID. So she had a really small wedding, couldn't do all the formalities. You know, you weren't allowed to dance or stand up or, you know, whatever they said you weren't allowed to do. (laughs) You weren't allowed to scratch yourself, Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So her, her sister never got to do her first dance. So as a surprise, they announced her to, oh, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. They announced her to the dance floor to do her first dance. And oh, my God, the emotion. Her sister just was just so emotional. She was already quite drunk as well. So it added to the emotion. Um, But yeah, just little moments like that that people do that I'm just like, oh, I love that. That's such a thoughtful gesture. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. It was just such a moment of, do you know what? This isn't just about me. You know, so many brides. I'm going to be like this. It's all about me. It's my day. But she, for that moment, was like, no, do you know what? This is for you. And I loved that. Mm. Very considerate. (laughs) Well, it's very mature to be able to share the spotlight and go, actually, this is bigger than just a couple coming together. This is all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, So as you just alluded to then, Hannah, let the cat out of the bag. I think the thing that might be the most interesting to my listeners right now is the fact that you're planning your very own wedding at the moment. So I and everyone wants to know, is it easy for you? Do you know what? I get this question. So I said to my other half, it's one of those, if I had a pound for every time, people always say to me like, hey, you know, how easy is it? You know, is it the same as like planning somebody else's? It's, I would say from the outgo, it's been completely different. And do you know what? I've actually changed my marketing. I'm currently having my website redone and I've changed some of the things the way that I'm saying things. So I used to always say I take all of the stress out of wedding planning. I don't take all the stress out of wedding planning because I can't. And being engaged made me realize that things like, you know, the people's opinions, family, friends, people getting involved, those kind of things that you just can't control. You can't control other people's emotions and the way that they feel about things. And as a planner, all I can do is advise you on what I would do, but actually everybody's different. So I'd say, A, that kind of made me realize, you know, that. And B, it has been different because obviously everybody that's a supplier in my wedding is a good friend of mine. So it was more like, hi, are you free on this date? Yeah, great, lovely. (laughs) Better up, mate. Yeah, the the work that I go into for my couples of finding the people that are spot on for them, making sure they're available, making sure that they're within their budget, making sure, you know, they can do exactly what the couple wants, putting three options forward, letting the couple have choice. And no, I didn't really well like that. I was just like to my other half, yeah, put the caterer, put the venue. See, that's your benefit right there is you have been auditioning your vendors for 15 years. So uh, what a perk. What a perk. I know. Yeah. Great. You've seen them at their very best. You've seen them at their very worst and you've gone, do you know what? You're for me. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose that is a massive benefit and has made it easier for me is I knew the people and I knew the things that I didn't want to do. I'm a big believer in get rid of the junk. You'll see it on my TikTok. I talk about it a lot, you know, that you're seeing all these things like the three things you need at a wedding. And it's like, you know, you don't need any of those things. <laughs> you, you need none of them. Yeah, they all go in the trash at the end of the night. Yeah, I suppose things like that, I knew I wanted to keep it really simple. 
We're actually a low pin for our legals. I don't know how it works where you are, but in, in England, it's quite, you know, you go to the local council, you you hire a registrar. I didn't want to do that. And I always advise my couples not to do that because it's not personal. For me, it's all about being personable in a wedding. It's making it about you. So, yeah, I'm an open for the legals. And then we're having our reception um, with our family three weeks later. So we're still going to have a ceremony, but it will be the vows that we've written. It's going to be good. <laughs> I hope. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you've got everything in hand. What's the hardest bit for you? The fact that all I ever say to my couples is we're in the UK, you need a wet weather option, which of course I have a wet weather option, but I'm literally praying 11-11 every day, please let my wedding day be dry because both my elopement and my wedding day are very much like, if it rains, it's not going to be as good as if it's Mm. dry, I'm not going to lie. And I say to couples all the time, like never, ever do that. Don't get your heart set on a a dry day because you're in the UK and what am I doing? I'm getting my heart set on a dry day. Yeah, well, it's it's very difficult because you've got your plan A because it's the best option, right? It's the one you really want. Yeah, hundred percent. Plan B is never going to be as good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My elopement is is plan A or nothing. <laughs> plan A or bust. Do you know what? I can top you on that. When we got married nine years ago, um, you know how I'm certain you guys would say it as well. You know, beware children and animals. Um, they can do anything in any moment, depending on which way the yeah. wind's blowing. You know, be ready for anything, low expectations of where it's at. But then I went and put my four-year-old nephew holding both the hands of my three-year-old niece and three-year-old daughter walking down the aisle in front of me with no other oh. direction than just go forward. Yeah. And somehow it works. <laughs> if anyone else did that, I'd be like, what are you thinking? Did you really think that was going to work? So, yeah, I feel guilty. We say a lot of stuff, don't we? Yeah, we do. And then actually we do the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Look out, we're human. Okay, so, well, it's not going to rain, Hannah. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Well, I hope not. I'm going to plant my sausage. Have you heard about this? A lot of people I'm saying to uh, lately haven't heard about this. What did you just say? (laughs) So the night before the wedding, if you cook a sausage and, and bury it in the ground, it means you have a sunny wedding day. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tried and tested. Tried uh, and tested. It, it, it's scientific it, fact. It's that, scientific. That is so funny. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, Hannah. I know. I, I don't really know where it came from, but I knew about it. And then I, I don't know. It was a big wedding in in. UK, Jamie Lang and Sophie Habu, and um, you've probably heard about it. It was all over Instagram, and they have a podcast, and they spoke about it on there. And I was like, "Yes, the sausage, the sausage. I'll just cook the sausage." Yeah, that's um, lovely. yeah, that's that's brand new for me. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not sure about you, listener, but yeah, that's. <laughs> but I feel like we could make any single like thing up like that right now. Put it on TikTok, and you know, within a week. We'd have couples all over the world doing something. That's a great idea. You know, shove a piece of corn between your two front teeth for 15 minutes the night before and you'll have a great wedding. You'll have no spots. Yeah. I wow! Think this okay. Is a great idea. Well, well, you you grab hold of those sausages, Hannah. Gonna, you... I just think it's going to be fun. Do you know? It's going to be a laugh. It's we'll a bit cute. Film it for the gram. Yeah, yeah. It's all for the gram. Um, okay, okay. So we're doing our best so then it won't rain. 
So yeah, yeah, using all that perspective, new perspective that you have now, Hannah, what my engaged couples really want to know is that out of the thousands of things that they see on socials, like cooking a sausage the night before, and out of all the, you know, your friends, your relatives, you should be doing this. You really should think about that. You know, you should be inviting this person. What are the four things that you think that family and friends, your family and friends, will actually care about at your wedding? Right. I'm going to tell you now. (laughs) It is. One, food. 100%. People always remember the food. With anything, you know, they probably remember the food from an event they had 10 years ago. Number two, booze and the effects of booze. When somebody gets really drunk, and everybody's laughing at them. People will always remember that. And they will also remember whether you gave the alcohol or whether you didn't give the alcohol. Mm. They will remember that. They will remember if there's alcohol on the table, if there was, you know, a bit of a tab behind the bar, if there was good drinks on arrival, mm. they'll remember. So if we can go back to one. So with food, Hannah, do you think it's universally liked food? Do you think your food has to be different, special, Is there a certain way that it's served that people prefer? I would say it needs to be personable. So if there's a certain dish that you, your friends know you always cook or that you always love, make that part of your day. For example, we're having a pizza van in the evening because we both love pizza. I'm having pineapple on my pizza through and through because people know me. They know (laughs) that Hannah has pineapple on her pizza. And all of the Italians just turned off. I'm so sorry, Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Love it. And, you know, things that people are going to sit down and go, this is them through and through. You know, you wouldn't sit down for my wedding and see us, you know, bring out a nice chicken with a, a, you know, a little little dough from That's not who we are. That's not what we would cook. We're very much about, you know, is sharing and enjoying and you know we're we're picky people so you know I just think you need to be doing and I love it when couples come to me and they're like you know I had a couple recently who said we always go out for a Turkish meal once a month with our family so we'd love to have Turkish food great because people are going to sit down and go this is so them this is so them you know that's what people remember 100% just don't I just think don't overthink it you know don't if you don't like cake, don't have a wedding cake. You don't need to have a wedding cake. Have something different. If you love like, you know, a dessert, like cheesecake. My other half loves cheesecakes. We're having a cheesecake station for our dessert and you put your own toppings and sauces on, you know, Ooh. those kind of things because that's what he loves, you know. Um, my other half is absolutely obsessed with baths. If you know my other half very well, he loves a bath. <laughs> he has his salts and his bubbles and his candles. So we're going to serve all of our um, drinks. We're going to have a bathtub like filled with ice with loads of drinks on it on arrival. Awesome. You know? By the end of the night, it's going to be empty and we are going to make him get in it and yes. uh, have some photos. <laughs> so, you know, thing, little things like that for your food and drinks, the way that they're served, the, what you're serving. If you've got a favourite drink, people now want like the newlywed cocktails, you know, who prefers which one. You know, like for me, example, I don't drink alcohol. If you don't drink alcohol, don't have alcohol in, in your cocktail, you know, have it a clean cocktail. Just make it about you that people go, yeah, love that. That's them. And you mentioned just before there, Hannah, that if you do serve drinks, people will remember that. And if you don't serve drinks, people will remember that. Can you explain a little bit further on that one? Yeah, I just think, you know, and 
we're in a cost of living. I'm not sitting here saying that you have to pay for people's drinks. I completely get it. And I get that some venues really charge through the roof for your drinks packages. So first up, I would say top tip, always look at those kind of things when you choose your venue. Don't just walk in and go, wow, love it. Give me the contract. Here's your money. You know, check about these kind of things. If you're not going to have the budget, again, work on your budget. Always make sure you budget some money instead of buying flip-flops and scented candles for the room. You know, think about giving people some alcohol, a drink on arrival, something on the tables to go with the meal or if you're having, you know, a buffet or sharing platters on the table, something then. You don't necessarily have a drink to toast because people will just have whatever they've got on the table. But yeah, I just think it's nice. If you want to put some money behind the bar, put some money behind the bar. If you want to do a drink on arrival for your evening guests. But yeah, just include something, I would say. And I do think people remember that. Or let guests know in advance. If you've got a wedding website, say to people, look, we aren't going to be providing any drinks. Please make sure that you've got money to buy drinks. And again, if you're going to do that, make sure that your venue aren't charging through the roof because I've been to weddings before where the drink prices are absolutely insane. And we didn't drink. We decided, now oh, we won't drink. We'll just drive home. Cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Go and open yeah, something at home. If you had a sweary, chocolate-addicted, wine-sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs. Maybe no more spreadsheets or post-it notes or endless to-do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Websites is an Australian wedding website builder, guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you, password protected for your guests with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and use and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com. That's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S dot com and enter the code unbridly pod that's unbridly pod to get 10% off their paid planning tools the link is in the show notes so okay okay so whether or not you're paying for it is not really the thing it sounds like your theme there hannah is the general hospitality towards your guests you know to feed them to water them <laughs> to make them happy in the most basic way yeah definitely and moving on from that i would say you know so my first one's food second one's drink third one entertainment music 100 percent. if you've got a good music a good band a good dj again something that's personable to you you know play a bit of a mix for everybody but also play the music that people know that you love People remember those things. You know, if you have a nice singer during the drinks reception, people remember those things. They want to be entertained. They want to drink, they want to eat, they want to be entertained. And then number four for me is always, and it's the most important one, which is why I left it to last. And for me, it doesn't matter. Food, drink, music, yes, lovely. But all that people want to see who care about you and love you 
and those are the people that should be on your list, all they want to see is that you're enjoying yourselves. And if you're not enjoying yourselves and if you're not putting your trust in your suppliers and you're not just like trusting them to, to do their thing and, and you're not worrying about, you know, X, Y, and Z, people will see that in you. You can see, I can always see it. And I always, I always feel a little bit disheartened when those weddings, when I know it's completely out of my control, there's nothing I can do, but they're just not fully in it. And I really try and I say to them, you need to just let go. You need to let go and enjoy yourself. But unless you're doing that, A, you'll come through in your photos and B, your guests will see it and they want you to enjoy themselves. They love you. I love that fourth point there, Hannah. That's so good. The fourth Mm. thing that your family and friends Mm. are really going to remember. It's something I say to my couples all the time when they're thinking about what to put into their ceremony and that's there is no point putting anything in there or anything for your entire wedding at all that you don't love. Yeah. If you're going, not sure, yeah, that'd be okay. You know, you were talking about wedding favours and stuff before, Hannah. You know, give them flip-flops, give them this, give them that. It's not the core of what everyone's there for and and what everyone's going to remember. No, it's not. I think you're spot on. I think, yeah, being fed, being watered, and on the entertainment thing, like you were saying, so it doesn't matter whether it's a band or a DJ or anything like that, what's your feeling on just uh, getting your phone, putting on some recorded music in a corner? Is is it bad? No. No, I love it. 100%. We did it for my other half's 30th birthday. And again, that was very much stripped it back. I hired a barn, a really cheap barn. It was dry hire. You know, I mean, I got some uh, very good wedding supply friends to come and do some little bits, you know, make it look a bit nice. But, you know, we, we ordered in pizza. We had loads of drinks on the go. We said to people, bring your own bottles and stuff as well. Um, and then we put on, you know, a very good DJ friend of mine lent us his sound system. Um, yeah, we had a laptop plugged in and we'd ask people to, we'd sent them a, a QR code on the invitation. You scan the QR code, it goes on Spotify playlist, you upload the songs. Everybody's then got a little bit of everything. My other half did go through it and double check it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think his mum added mysterious girl from Peter Andre. We were like, yeah, <laughs> no, we'll just um, lose that one. But just all that obviously wasn't available on Spotify that day. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, 100%. If that's what your budget goes to and that's what you want to do, obviously it's a lot easier having a, a DJ. I'm not going to lie. They kind of leave the day and they do announcements. And if you want them to tell people that there's a taxi there or that the food's ready, great. But yeah, 100%. If that's what you want to do and that works for you, then like I said, as long as it's personable and you've got the music that you love, definitely. Yeah, because it just makes the whole room or place or barn, it just changes the emotion in there, doesn't it, to have those yeah. songs that you love. Yeah, I'd, and do you know what? I'm going to say if it's between only having the budget for a cheap DJ that probably may not do what you want to do or firing in a sound system and plugging in your laptop, then, yeah, 100% I, I would do that. Yeah, that's great. And so then number four, yeah, actually enjoy yourself. So. It sounds weird, doesn't it, saying that? But if you don't, then your friends and family are looking at you. They notice that you're not completely comfortable, you're not enjoying yourself. The photographer and or videographer is capturing that as well. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it's this real knock-on effect and it can leave a wedding really flat. Yeah, it can. 
But then we don't want couples running around going, okay, got to be happy and being manic and going, I'm fine, everything's fine. That's not the point, is it? You've got to get all the other things, all your ducks in a row so you actually are genuinely happy. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what I would always advise is that there are going to be family situations and things that you're probably going to worry about, you know, split families, you know, confrontations that are happening in families. Everybody has it. It's very normal. But just get those things sorted beforehand. Have those conversations beforehand to be like, you know, I know you don't speak to X, but please just remember it's our wedding day. And you will feel, although you're probably, it's kind of an unspoken thing that you don't need to say, I would just say it. So in your head, you know, you've said it and it's done. And the same as, you know, like I said before, just trust your suppliers. If you want to have a, a meeting the day before with all, all your suppliers, just, you know, sit down and just say, right, let me just make sure this is all past you and do it. I mean, my big thing always is, and I will say this through and through, yes, it's my profession. But even if you don't have a wedding planner, at least have a planner for the day. I have hired a wedding coordinator for my wedding day. So oh. the day before I can sit down with her and I can say, right, are you happy with everything? This is all my information. I'll send it to her a couple of weeks before. We'll have a meeting. This is everything. This is any changes. I'm signed out now. My bridesmaids are here. We'll go into our accommodation. I'm checking out. Yes. Everybody needs to be able to do that. Everybody needs to be able to sit down and just be like, yeah, it's on your head now. So when you've got a holiday, isn't it? You put your out of office on, you send your email and you say, done, I'm out, I'm signed off. Yes. And I love that analogy as well. It's cool. But also I feel like, you know, you are a planner and you're planning mm. your own wedding. When mm. do you take the planner hat off and become the bride? You know, it's, it's just such an important step there to make. I think for me, it will be the day before. And I think that's one of the things that I've really noticed where I think, wow, I, I kind of wish, not that I wish I had a planner, obviously it would be a bit crazy for me to hire a wedding planner, but like I had an issue with one of my suppliers, right? So they came straight to me and told me the situation. Yeah. They said, you know, this is what's happening. So normally with my couples, the supplier would come to me, I would fix the problem, I'd go back and ask all the questions and go, okay, so how are we going to solve this? What's going to happen? Or if it's that we need to find a new supplier, I'll go and find somebody else. I'll make sure I'll ask the questions of, are they going to get the deposit back? X, Y, Z. I will then go to the couple once it's at the point where it's resolved and I can go, this is what you can do. Point one, two, three, these are your options, right? Whereas for me, when I got that email, it's like instant panic. Like, what, what's going to happen with, with my wedding? You know, what are you going to do? But, um, you know, it, when it, it's coming directly to you, it just heightens the stress. And I just think having a planner, you know, I've got a wedding this Saturday and the makeup artist, bless her heart, the start of wedding season, she fell over, she broke her wrist. So obviously she can't do hair and makeup. She'd already done the trial. But she's over the couple of weeks, you know, she's done other weddings. I know this bride, a bride that worries about things and, and thinks about things 100% understandably. And that's quite a big thing is like hair and makeup for her. So over the, the next few weeks, you know, the hair and makeup artist made sure the plan was she'd put somebody in place, but she'd be there on the day to watch them and, and kind of guide them. And um, so she trialed that over the wedding. They were absolutely fine. She went to her physio, made sure, was like, okay, can, what can I do? What can't I do? So then we left it until a, a few weeks ago. I spoke to, to the bride and I said, this is the situation. This is what's happened. She, and she was absolutely fine because she knew that they'd already done these weddings and it worked well. 
And the hair and makeup artist also recorded a video and was like, look, this is what's happened. This is my wrist. I'm really sorry. This is what's worked, you know, and explained about the experiences she'd had with other brides. And I just thought if it was a different way around, they hadn't had a planner. She probably maybe would have just contacted her director and said, I broke my wrist. Imagine getting a call just being like, I'm your hair and makeup artist, I broke my wrist. But we didn't. We made sure that there was a process. I mean, I don't think she would have ever done that because she's a fantastic hair and makeup artist, you know. But it's just that fact. You never know how people are going to react to these situations. Whereas as the planner, I know because I know them through and through. I know what they're going to worry about and what they're not going to worry about. You're the fixer, Hannah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's universal with all wedding vendors all around the world. But tell me if this is right from, you know, where you're from. We have a motto that you never tell the couple what has actually happened until either A, you've fixed it, or B, as you said, you come to them with, you know, three solutions and go, which one would you prefer? We need to shift gears. Yeah, and it frustrates me on a wedding day. This is my biggest frustration, is when you have like maybe a family member where they don't quite agree with something or they're a bit annoyed about something. And you see them, and I literally had this situation like two weeks ago, go to the couple and tell the couple. And I'm like screaming inside, like don't go and burden it on the couple. Like, if you've got a problem, right, if the member of bar has annoyed you or if the venue have said, oh, you do need to do this or you need to clear down at the end of the night or something, I will never go to the couple. If it's at the point where it's like, right, we need to deal with this situation, I always, always go to like a maid of honor. I've always got the names of, of everyone that's involved, the parents, the maid of honor, the best man. And I always say, like, who is kind of your emergency contact? You know, on the day, if I need a decision made, who can I go to? Don't go to the couple. Never go to the couple. It's the same with questions beforehand, isn't it? Like, honestly, I've sent out my save the dates and I must have had about three people message me and say, well, what day is the wedding again? I'm like, just check back through your email for your save the dates because I did do paperless uh, save the dates. Of course. Yes, of course. You know, just check back through. Like, don't ask the couples questions. Like, you know, if you're worrying about how to get to the wedding, don't ask the couples. Sort it out yourself. It drives me crazy. <laughs> do you know what? We need to frame this properly, Hannah. So if you could please just give a little direction to those wedding guests out there who see something wrong on a wedding day and yes. feel like they have to be the ones to go and tell the newlyweds. Are they the ones and who do they tell? They are not the ones. Do not tell the couple. I, I tell anybody but the couple or a guest who would go and tell the couple. But you first point of call, 100% your wedding planner, your wedding coordinator. But, you know, there's always, even if you you don't know who they are or, you you know, you're not sure, a caterer manager is always obvious. They're always in all black. Even a member of the waiting staff, the, you know, a member of the bar, there's always staff around. There's always staff around. Leave it to the staff to then deal with the situation. Whether that means that a parent does need to be notified, you, we need to do that. You don't need to do that, especially when there's alcohol involved. It drives me crazy. I've had so many, you know, instances with first aid problems where all the family are gathered and they're all, we need to do this, we need to do that. No, just back off and let us deal with it because it's our job to deal with it. And so, dear wedding guests, the idea is, in case you didn't get the brief, all of us vendors know that you never tell the couple. Never. <laughs> they are, never. quite honestly, the last resort. If the venue is on fire, 
they are the last people who should know. They should be going. Just take them out for photos. Yeah, yeah. Mm, photos. It's getting a bit warm lake. in here. Is it? Do yeah. you need some air? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. We're going to go do some photos by the lake. Lovely. Be near water. <laughs> yes, yes. Bring your drinks. Perfect, Hannah. That's so good. And I think the couple need to remember that as well. I think it's important for the couple. It's like, you know, you probably get it as well, where so many will say to me, oh, well, you know, they'll come to me, they'll inquire about coordination on the day. You know, they're having a nap home wedding or a dry eye wedding. Oh, but it's fine because my mum and my auntie and my bridesmaids are going to help me with that. So I've actually decided I don't need you. Now, I always go back and I'm like, good luck with that. Because at the end of the day, there's a fine line, right? Yeah. There's not a fine line. Actually, it's a very strong line. You've got family and friends, and then you've got staff, right? I'm a member of staff. And I've had, you know, friends, and I'll say to them, I'll happily come and coordinate your wedding day. But on that day, I'm a member of staff. I don't, I never cross the line. There's a line and mm. we don't cross it. And if you think that your bridesmaid or your sister or your mum is a member of staff, then you should probably rethink that because they're not. And that's why this is the exact reason that we have that line. Because if there is a problem on the day, which we know there always is, every wedding has its issues, unfortunately, that's just what happens, that's life. But we're here as the staff to solve that problem. Mm. And that is what you need. Guests and family, staff, very separate people. I love that, Hannah. I really love that. <laughs> because it's the same idea with the hats, isn't it? Yeah. Your guests, your mom, your sister, your bridesmaids, that's their role for the day. Mm. They are meant to be yeah. enjoying it from the perspective of guests, sister, bridesmaids, mum. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be running around lighting candles. They shouldn't be no. trying to find the cake knife out back in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. Cleaning the carpet, putting your hands down the toilets. Are these experiences? Yeah, regular occurrences. It drives me crazy when suppliers walk into the marquee in their shoes and it's like a cream carpet and I'm there on my hands and knees, like cleaning the carpet. They're like, oh, but we've got to do like 20 trips to the van. I don't care. You put those, you know, the blue covers on the shoes. We yes, the CSI. Yeah. And people are a bit like, what are they there to do then? And I'm like, they're there to support you. Yeah. They're there to be there for you. And, you know, and I, I'm a big believer that bridesmaids, bridal party, family, groomsmen, they're all there to make sure that you're okay, to talk through things that you're not sure about, to help you make decisions. On the day, they're there to, yeah, of course, run around after you and get you a drink, but come to the coordinator or the bar staff and say, can she get a drink? Yeah, lovely. You don't need to go behind the bar and get it for her, you know? Yes, um, yes. It's just they're there as a, as a way of support because it is hard and it is stressful. And, you know, I've had situations already where I've gone to my bridesmaids and, and been like oh I don't know what to do about this situation and you know and they've said what they think it's also very helpful to have them to help plan the hen do and the stag do because just put that on them because that's just too time consuming <laughs> yeah that's their job but I, I find yeah. like family and friends it's more an emotional support isn't it than a practical make things happen because the make things happen that's you yeah Exactly. Because we can't, you know, we have relationships with our couples and a lot of my couples tell me about their family differences and things like that. But, you know, your people that are your bridesmaids, you would like to think are the kind of people that know you through and through and they'll know how you react. So if they see certain situations, they can help diffuse situations. You know, that's what they're there for is to kind of help with those kind of things. They're not there to be checking the marquee beforehand to check that, 
you know, all the decorations are in place and like I say, making sure the carpet is cleaned and the toilets are unlocked and all the supplies have arrived and, you know, that all those kind of things. No, yeah. No. Their job on the day is to make sure you're enjoying your morning, have making themselves look lovely, putting some music on, having because I always say the day starts from the moment you wake up. It's not from the minute you walk down the aisle, it's from the moment you wake up. And you need to make sure that, you know, you'll remember all those things from the morning. You don't want it to just be like crazy and everybody's stressing and no, don't want to hear it. Today you love yourself. Yes. Yes. You've just you've got to curate the people around you and your experience. Like, because I just find, you know, I was chatting with uh some other planners who are over in the States and one of their specialities are multi-day wedding events. And mm. talking to them, it made so much sense. And it's not unusual to, you know, have your your rehearsal dinner, you welcome people yeah. in from out of town, you have your wedding, you have your brekkie on the Sunday as well. And then you might go and do yeah. another activity on the Monday. And yeah, we just sat there and just went, okay, you got a hundred guests, you get to spend five minutes with each. That's it. Yeah. That's the wedding. Yeah. And it just your time is so precious. And I don't think couples yeah. really grasp that every single minute is just, it's gone. It's irreplaceable. It's its a too many cooks spoil the broth kind mm. of thing, isn't it? You yeah. just, you need your family and friends to be there as your family and friends, your wonderful planner to be putting out fires, sometimes literally. And so then you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, literally it is. All you want on your wedding day really, it, the base is. It's for you to enjoy it. Everybody else just needs to enjoy it. You know, just get up and dance and have a drink. Don't moan. Like for me, for my wedding day, that's like, you know, my biggest thing. I just want everyone to dance and have a good time and eat the food and drink the drink and stay all day. I don't want people leaving early. And, you know, that like for me, I just think you need to really break it down to what is really important for you. And I've had people comment on my TikTok before and say, oh, but I want the flip-flop basket and, you know, the the pictures and all those kind of little things. And yeah, that's fine. And I said to her, absolutely fine. If that's what you want and you want those little details, I'm not telling you to not do it. I'm telling you to work out what is important for you and don't feel stressed or pressured into doing those things because social media is telling you that you have to have these things at weddings the way it's worded you have to have wedding must haves do not not do this at your wedding you know all these little things that make us think i i haven't got that at my wedding if you want it have it but don't ever feel pressured to have something by other people or by social media oh yes oh my god yes a thousand times yes okay so if you just want to summarize for us hannah your four top things that you think family and friends at your wedding will actually remember yeah so number one we've got the food number two we've got the booze number three we've got the music the entertainment keep the people entertained and number four seeing you happy and enjoying your wedding day freaking love it really succinct thanks so much hannah and for people who are over in i was about to say bonnie england you don't say that it's bonnie scotland what what are you guys? I don't know. Quintessential. Quintessential. For those people who are <laughs> over in quintessential England, um, how can people find you? And so I'm hannahroseweddings.co.uk and on Hannah Rose Weddings on Instagram and on TikTok. Gorgeous, mate. 
gorgeous. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. And when is your magical wedding? So our elopement is the 7th of May and our main wedding reception day is 26th of May. So exciting. Wishing you all the absolute best. Thank you so much, Hannah. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbradley podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.